Welcome to Storytime with Jeff. I am Jeff Rabinowitz, a real estate entrepreneur, Legal Shield associate, and deal facilitator. There is nothing I like much more than drinking whiskey and talking real estate, and that is what I intend to do. Nothing stated during this podcast is intended as, as advice. If you wish to apply an idea to your situation, that is on you, my friend. Get appropriate counsel. I can be contacted at real estate um, at, uh, at farmerjeff.com. Email is my preferred method. Um, um, I have, I do have a Facebook page titled Damn the Recession, and I have a series of blogs on bigger pockets titled Confessions of a Private Lender. I'd be happy just to see you join those pages and comment and, and let me know what I'm doing right. If, if, well, assuming that you're still listening to this intro, I must, must be doing something right. I'm assuming, but let me know, man. Um, I wish to thank Jeremy Burgess, the founder of Renegade Detroit Investors, for recording this episode and making it available. If you are local to Southeast Michigan, come out and meet him. First Tuesday of the month uh, are the Renegade meets. Um, Jeremy, how did I get in touch with you? Hey, folks, if you never want to miss a meeting, go to facebook.com forward slash Detroit Investment Club and you're going to see a little tab there where it says events if you click on events you can subscribe and never miss an event or if you prefer you go to meetup.com forward slash renegade detroit investors and go ahead and subscribe there and i'll send you an alert and you'll never miss a meeting and i hope to see you there guys okay my my special guest um for this episode came from the heaven hill distillery in kentucky uh probably it was probably aged in a rick house in uh, bardstown kentucky it's uh, called rittenhouse rye this is a um, it is a rye whiskey, a rye whiskey. It is bottled in bond. Um, the, um, ryes have to be by, by, um, by regulation in, in the U.S., 51% at least rye. Um, there are a lot of them that, that, that are right around there. Several ryes, um, um, once in a while, I think I've got a bottle. Well, I don't have a bottle of Pikesville out here, but there, uh, but, um, um, Heaven Hill also makes a Pikesville rye, which is uh, up there in, a, in the 85, 90% rye. A lot of ryes are just barely, bar- barely legal ryes. They're, they'll be in the 55% range or so. It, it varies. That's American rye. You got to be really careful. If you like rye, and I like rye, uh, they have um, they have a spicy note to them. Um, they it, that, that you get on the nose, that you get on the taste, that you get on the finish. Uh, spice and pepper, and um, um, I like them. Uh, they're 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 a bit in your in your face, so it kind of goes with my style. Yeah, <laughs> but, you know. But it's uh, I say to me, if you're um, if you're looking for something smooth, what the hell are you drinking whiskey for? <laughs> yeah, but it's um, but but you got to be when you talk about rice, it, it's American rice because um, we, our neighbors to the north. Um, Actually, is where a lot of rye is grown. I mean, traditionally, uh, Canadian rye, Cana- the, the, Can- the Canadian uh, distillers were some of the first ones to actually use rye. Um, Rittenhouse uh, originally was in Pennsylvania. It's now um, th- those distilleries are, are no longer there. Heaven Hill bought the uh, bought the name, kept it, and it's now being uh, distilled in Kentucky. I mean, they just they just saved the old name. It's kind of cool that they. I, I, I like the fact that they saved some of the historical names. But again, historically, the, the rise were Canadian. Uh, so they went into stuff like um, um, Crown Royal and a, a Canadian Club. Um, and um, in Canada, that's what they grow. I mean, they, 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 they have vast fields of rye. That's what they had. I mean, there's, there's really no secret to whiskey. It's basically it's whatever vegetable material you have, and you basically you know, throw it in with some yeast and, and make a beer out of it and, and turn it into something that you could sell. I mean, you, you, you know, the reason um, bourbon was uh, 
has corn in it because Kentucky had corn. And when you couldn't sell the corn or you couldn't feed it to your pigs, because back then nobody, people didn't really eat corn. Um, only the animals ate the corn. Um, um, the, the excess was turned into whiskey, so it was a store of money and something that could be sold. And it, it, it made, you know, George Washington was a distiller. Uh, his, his extra corn uh, was, uh, was, was put into whiskey. And actually, was, was quite successful with it. Would you like some extra corn next year? <laughs> sure. Because <laughs> I probably left like uh, 50 to 100 years of corn in the field this year. You know, make, making, making a still is not very difficult. There you go. <laughs> I'm just saying I could supply you with some Detroit corn, sir. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. Uh, we, we're we're going to be playing with a barrel today, but man. She <laughs> just got real. In, 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 a, in a year or so, we, we, might be make, uh, we, we might attract the wrong attention if we, yeah. if we do that on the air. But, uh, no, we but, would never do that, allegedly. <laughs> but yeah. anyway, so, so, so you, you've got to be careful. If you like rye, um, you've got to be real careful with Canadian rye. Because in, in the U.S., to be called a rye whiskey, you have to have how much? You paying 51%, attention up there? Fifty-one percent. Okay. How much? How much rye do you need to have uh, um, to call yourself a rye whiskey in Canada? One percent. Nope. Point one. Nope. You have. You don't have to have any rye at all Damn. to be called a rye whiskey in Canada. There's no regulation. Um, so nobody knows how much rye is in a Canadian whiskey. Sometimes almost none. Um, and um, the the odd thing is that um, there's actually some. <laughs> Canadian ryes that are marketed in the U.S. for about a hundred bucks a bottle more than they are under a Canadian label, um, and the, the hipsters buy it because they think it's wonderful because it doesn't have the bite of rye, probably because it doesn't have much rye in it. <laughs> but and then and of course the Canadians are probably are just laughing at it, which is fine. Cause what is we, the point of <laughs> selling rye whiskey that's not rye whiskey? It it, it was just it's a term. Marketing? No, it was just a term that that. Um, it was whiskey, and and people didn't. Um, there wasn't that much of a um, emphasis on what was in it. Um, it. It didn't become legal. Uh, the the terms didn't become legal. You didn't have the Kentucky Distiller Association. You didn't have all the rules and everything. The Canadians never adopted the rules. It was just risk, whiskey, and of course. They all knew what they were making out of. That's what they had in their fields, right? I mean, they weren't going to go to Kentucky and, and import corn to, to, to make bourbon. They yeah, were just use the rye they have. Yeah. yeah. And, and they happened to grow rye and they grow, grew in excess and they didn't, they, they never uh, codified what it was. So you, so people ended up calling rye Canadian whiskey because oftentimes they had rye in them. But, and I would think that almost every, Whiskey in um, Canada that's, that, that's labeled rye probably has some, but they don't have to have any. And sometimes it's actually a very small amount. Um, but like I say, it's, um, I haven't had that much Canadian whiskey. Um, mo mo most of what I've had, they're, they're not my favorites. I'm, there, there's some interesting things that they're doing now um, where um, – which is actually interesting that the – and some of the, and of course, some some of the rye actually comes from Canada because because Canada uh, um, does grow a lot of rye. So some of what you have is the old Seagram's factory, uh, the old Seagram's distillery, um, which which is now called MGP, I believe. And let me think, it's something like multi-grain um, MGP. Multi-grain products, something like that. Um, it, it's changed a couple of times. I think it was LDI at one point, but it's um, um, so what you have you have the micro distilleries. A lot of them will actually buy from MGP, which was again it, it was what Seagrams used. 
high quality distillery um but they they use a lot of rice and then they they put them in this um um uh fancy bottle and and um they charge 50 bucks to 60 bucks more than you can get the exact same thing under a canadian label but you know there's no they Marketing is a weird thing, guys. But, but the bottle's cool, man. Yeah, and and of course, unfortunately, some of the you know, my I, 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 well, I I I, I, I will uh, dump on two James because two James in Detroit really blew it. Um, they um they they sold me some of the worst whiskey I've ever had in my life, or they it, it was put under the name, but they they use um um the um. MGP stuff because you know, anytime you have a new distillery that's saying that they're they've got bourbon. Well, logically, that can't be, right? I mean, the bourbon has to be aged at least two years, most of the time four years. If they just start it up and they're, and, they're, and they're saying it's bourbon, they didn't distill it. It's not that big a deal. Willet is one of my favorite. Uh, it, it, we'll, we'll talk about that at, at some point. They, um, when, when they restarted their um, operations, they were buying um, stuff from MGP and from, and from other distillers. The difference was that the distiller ordered that mash bill. Um, he he. It was a specific thing. He didn't just take what they had, um, and and make it a generic thing. He said, "This is what I want," and he either accepted it or rejected it, and then he used it and he aged it. And again, we're I guess, thanks for the segue. <laughs> Most of the the flavor and the color comes from the barrel, and I've got this new toy that I've been playing with here. Um, it's a um, it's an uh, it's a one gallon, a four liter, uh, uh charred oak barrel, um, that I've been testing with. The written house rye, and um, I chose written house for a couple reasons. One is that's cheap. I mean, if you guys want to try a rye that's pretty good, um, it's, it's about twenty five bucks, and you can get it um, just about anywhere. And in Michigan, it's more expensive than in other places. But in Michigan, it's about twenty five bucks. Um, it's a it's a solid rye. Um, it's also bottled and bond, which uh, means a lot of stuff. It's a, it's a, it's a hundred proof, fifty percent alcohol. Um, most a large. Almost always when I've had stuff that's bottled and bond, it's not always my favorite, but it's almost always a solid whiskey. And sometimes you can get it for 15, 20, 30 bucks a bottle. Um, and it's really quite good. Now it's not, it's, it's never, it's, it's not my favorite one. Um, but again, solid. I chose this one. It's a little less expensive. And that's what I chose to season my barrel with, uh, instead of, uh, you know, fruit juice or, 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 you know, wine and, and that kind of stuff. I'm seasoning mine with rye because I like rye and I'm going to see what happens, uh, when, when you season a barrel, um, the, the whiskey soaks into the wood, a, a, a large weight actually in a, in a, in a full size barrel. When you, when you pull the staves out, you can see it. it it's, it's, it's in there a quarter of an inch. Um, and that's what happens with the, 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 the way the whiskey picks up the flavor, especially in Kentucky, um, where you have cycles of hot and cold a lot. Very hot, very cold. In the summertime, you get you know, 140 degrees in the rickhouse at, uh, during the day, dropping to 80 degrees. In the springtime, you might drop from 60 to, to 100 degrees. In the wintertime, it's still fairly warm on, on those upper floors. Um, but uh, but you, you might get a, a temperature range of 30 to, um, to, to 70 degrees in, 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 in the, the non-temperature controlled workhouses, which most of them, most of them are non-temperature controlled. Temperature changes, the, 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 the whiskey expands or contracts. It goes into the wood. It comes out of the wood. It goes into the wood. It comes out of the wood. It's taken flavor out and everything. And, and a, um, Kentucky barrels of, in order to be called bourbon, 
or uh, or or a straight whiskey or a straight whis- uh, a straight rye or a straight bourbon has to be a new oak barrel has to be aged at least two years um most of the time you're gonna get four uh around four years the cool thing the interesting thing about rye especially um ryes are usually aged less than bourbons are um partly because there's less of it um they they, they usually make less of it except that that's happening more but the other part of it is that it's usually stored higher in the rickhouse at heaven hill um they never i believe what do you think with a third or fifth um i i'm i think most of the rye is stored at the fifth level and above they don't i'm i'm fairly certain that they've never stored a barrel of rye below the third uh, the, the, the third story more cycles it doesn't have so it, so it's getting its flavor um uh, quicker um um it doesn't have to age as long um if it ages too long it, it gets over oaked um what I, what you'll find again the the, the first tastings I'm, I'm i'm sucking on uh on, on the first fill for my barrel and the second fill for my barrel and and the 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 bottled stuff there's a very different difference um there's a, a extreme difference in the amount of wood in in each one the first fill has a lot of wood um the second fill is probably over oaked a little bit um it's interesting to me to see, and, it, and again, this first fill, it was only in the barrel for a day and a half. It's a very small barrel. A lot of the, the whiskey contacts, the, the, the wood a lot in a 55-gallon um, barrel, which, again, when, when they fill them, they fill them to the top. There's certainly wood contact, but it's nowhere near the amount of surface area to liquid in, uh, as it is in this barrel. So I'm... Uh, m- many people would throw out the would have thrown out the first the first batch. I rarely throw out whiskey except for that two James crap that they that I, I should have thrown out, but I I keep on my shelf as an example of lousy whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> or to pour glasses in case somebody you like doesn't, doesn't like comes over. Yeah, nah, I don't pour whiskey for people I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> what is the bottled and bonds? I mean, okay. so it's just uh, it's a hundred. Proof, right? It, 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 it means uh, lots of things. One, one, one of the one, one of the, for, for bottled and bond um, whiskey in the um, okay. Let me think um, what year it was. I believe it was eighteen ninety seven that the Bottle and Bond Act um, was was established. And again, I'm not positive, but I or was around there. It was Colonel E. H. Taylor, and for those whiskey geeks out there, Colonel E. H. Taylor is um, is a brand for Buffalo Trace. Actually, f- very solid, uh, a very solid um, brand of uh, whiskey for for them. Um, back in the in the Wild West, there were no regulations on whiskey, and sometimes you were lucky if you had alcohol in your whiskey because there, it wasn't always. I mean, some, there were people that would put um, shoe polish in it. Because for, for for the color, so you take grain alcohol and, and dump shoe polish in it or turpentine, and there were no laws. Uh, Colonel Taylor was a he was a politician. Um, he was connected, and he, you know, as politicians often do, he wanted to make rules for everybody else. But in this case, he also wanted to to to, to bring um, some respectability to whiskey. So he proposed a bunch of rules, 
And the distillers, are many of them being rather independent type folks, told them to stuff it. <laughs> they, were, they were quite happy. We're going to make whiskey wherever we want to make whiskey. Right. Yeah. Um, but, but he kept on going. And, and of course, you know, there, were, there were always the, the incidents, you know, the, the, you know, the, the, the crises where somebody actually did put turpentine and, and a few people died. Now, let's say when it was in the saloons out west, you know, a lot of times when those guys died, there no, probably weren't a whole lot of people who cared. <laughs> But it's uh, but you know you never waste a crisis. Yeah. So uh, yeah, he was a politician. Uh, but, but he he finally got uh, some of the sailors to say, you know, maybe maybe we we could sell more whiskey if people trusted it more. So he he got them to start thinking about it, um, and as an incentive for following a set of rules, which is pretty stringent to, to be bottled and bond, it has to be a hundred proof. Now a hundred proof, fifty percent alcohol. Um, whiskey was bottled at that time at 80, it's still bottled at 80 proof. I don't drink 80 proof whiskey. Um, to me, it's, it's too weak. Um, it's gotta be at least 86. I'm usually liking more 90, 90 92. I drink a lot of bottled and bond stuff. What, what, what's this? I got a bottle here that's, oh, this one's 114, uh, uh percent alcohol. Oh, no, 114 proof. No. Uh, 50, 50, 57% alcohol. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, you know, uh, all, all, all my whiskey is above average. But the standard bottlings are going to be around. They still do 80 proof. To, to me, 80 proof is... It always tastes. It's always disappointing to me. It's always it's always weak. Um, some some single malts at 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 forty three percent at eighty six are fine. I tend to like them around ninety or so. Um, but I increasingly I buy barrel strength uh, whiskey. That one's not barrel strength. Um, but it's um. So I'm um no, no, that, that 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 wouldn't be uh, that that would probably forty three. But it's um um. It's more obviously it's more expensive because what what you have in, in in bourbon is you have aged you have aged whiskey and you have water. The aged whiskey is more expensive, <laughs> so th- the compromise that they had is if you if you follow these rules, if you bottle it at fifty percent, so th- so it's there's some consistency, people can count on it. Um, it had to be aged four years instead of uh, instead of two years for whiskey. It also had to be stored in a government uh, controlled warehouse. Uh, so once the, once the, once the uh, distillers put their barrels in there, they no longer had access for, to it. The trade-off was that whiskey distillers usually, traditionally, and and still, they they pay tax on their whiskey every year. They put fifty-three gallons of 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 of, of new make in that in that barrel, and they pay uh, tax on fifty-three gallons every year, on nine hundred thousand or a million barrels. There's not fifty-three gallons coming out of that. You lose five percent, three to five percent a year. In four years, you're you're losing ten percent, um, maybe fifteen percent. Six years, much more. Eight years. Those twenty-three year old whiskeys, um, you're you're only going to get about, um, oh, some of them maybe a hundred bottles out of that barrel. They the distillers paid tax on fifty-three gallons. Every year for 23 years, what you're paying—it's a very expensive bottle. You're paying about 80 percent tax. Um, <laughs> what went into it wasn't very expensive. It was taxed to hell, <laughs> you know, which is—I say—it sounds like a government job, right there, yeah. Jeff. But but, yeah. but 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 what they did with, with the Bottle and Bond Act in order to entice the the, the distillers to 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 to, to, to 
embraced a standard, and they they did in large part was they said, look, you've got to put it in the in the, in the government uh, warehouse, so you no longer have access. The, the 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 revenuer had access to it, and there were some stories that we'll tell at some point about how the revenuers. Um, Picked their barrels and stole it, <laughs> but it's uh, but um, but the, the other trade-off was that when you put them in this warehouse, they weren't taxed every year on their whiskey. They were taxed when they filled the bottle when they filled the bottles. So if that bar- if that barrel only had um, fifty uh, percent at the end, they were taxed at on the fifty percent when they bottled it, not every year when they were storing it, and and it and it helped now. It's it's more of a moot point now. There aren't there aren't probably aren't that many people putting turpentine in their in their whiskey anymore. Um, it's 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 um, th- there's a lot more quality control. But back then it it changed things, and there were some of the major distillers did that. And of course, then we had prohibition, and 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 they were all hey, it's government, right? They 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 give and they take away, you know. But it's uh, so they like they like to take a little bit more and they like to give. <laughs> but, yeah. but it's but that that that, that that's that, that, so the bottled and bond it, it it became a sign of integrity and um and and trust, and it's still like I say. I mean, you'll it's almost when you when you go into the whiskey store, they're almost always lower priced. They'll be on the bottom shelf. If you don't know, if you've never tried a rye or never tried a bourbon or or that or that distiller, it's often not a bad choice. It's not going to be um, the most sophisticated stuff. It's usually going to be aged a little less. Um, but again, Rittenhouse Rittenhouse is a very drinkable whiskey. Um, if you um, the the, the I don't reach for it as much anymore because I've got. I mean, this mixture's barrel strength rye is phenomenal. Um, you don't get that one for twenty five bucks, <laughs> but, it's, uh, but it's you know life's been pretty good. So I um, um, and um, again very good entry level rye. It's definitely rye. I mean, um, I, I, I should have poured these against the bourbon. But yeah, have have you drunk enough whiskey that you can tell the difference between a rye or not? <laughs> no, yeah, no. <laughs> but it's no. Uh, but ryes have a very strong nose. And um, uh, it's a spice. Do you try that one? The the the, the mixers. Um, I I did pour one of the mixers just because I've I've been drinking this oak smoothie for yeah, that, a little bit here. That and, sounds pretty good. And, <laughs> and, uh, um, this one is a better one. Uh, yeah. Tommy, I'm thinking about you. But oh well, <laughs> we miss you, Tommy. <laughs> but it's uh, so. Anyways, I got this little barrel that I've been playing with, and it's 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 fun. I mean, the the odds that I'm going to come up with something that's phenomenal that uh, I got to release a little pressure in here to it's physics, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, but there's actually there's actually real whiskey. There are um, the uh, we use uh, only real whiskey here on Storytime with Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh, <laughs> so uh, and did we give the secret away that we do record two of these at, at a time? Yeah, so, people know. So people so know. if you're so if you're listening to the even uh, the even numbered one, um, they're better. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> um, I I have less less control of what they are going to be. <laughs> It smells so good too. I'm gonna smell mm. this one again. That 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 mixture's barrel. Yeah, I can see why you like that. That mixture's barrel strength is. It's a phenomenal whiskey. I mean, yeah. just um, again, it, 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 it's really not that expensive. It's probably, you know, it's it's hard to get, so I do pay a premium on these. I have to go to my to my to my pushers a little bit sometimes for this, and and pay 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 a little bit of juice on this one. But I can still get it. Usually, get it for under a hundred hundred bucks. Um, it's. 
it's worth a hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah, but uh, like I say, you guys uh, sign up for Legal Shield, like this thing, get me more deals, and I'll drink better whiskey. Yeah, so, folks, so do, do your keep, part. You let's know? keep Jeff and the good whiskey. All right. <laughs> but I'll, I'll talk to you about other stuff. I mean, and yeah. again, if you if you let me know what you want to know, because I again I, I I might have let the cat out of the bag that I'm I'm a bit of a whiskey geek and. And I'm not going to guarantee dates and and, uh, and and percentages all the time. I'll probably get pretty close most of the time. And you know, if I made a mistake, call me on it, and we'll, uh, um, like I say, if you if you notice that, it, that we caught a mistake, maybe you'll be a guest on Barrel t- on, on, on Story Time with Jeff sometime. So, um, right, should, should we be moving on? Yeah, let's. Uh, okay, we, we um, reluctantly. Yeah, oh, oh, I want to sniff this. But I want that one. All right, all right, there you go. <laughs> I'll sniff this oaky one. Yeah, that's what she said. Yeah, it's very like different. Said, very the, stringent. Very. Um, it's 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 it's, sh- it's oak. Yeah, I mean it's it's but that's. It, I, it, I like the way it smells though. Yeah, uh, and, and actually I do too, and 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 it's really, I've been drinking it more I like than the way that one smells way better. Yeah, than this I could well tell. The, yeah. the the, yeah. the mixtures you're going to have more of the caramel. You're going to have more of to me. Even though it's a rye, you still get some of the molasses that you have in in the um in, in the um um in in bourbons and um. There's a sweetness underneath it, but there's still the spiciness, and I and I like it. A lot of people don't, but it's like peat. I mean, uh, a lot of people don't like peat in, in in the in the malt whiskey. Some of it is the fact that I haven't tried it. Some of it's the fact that they're pansies. But you know, yeah, but, you know, but it's. <laughs> I, I was gonna say women. I think yeah. you mean. But it's, uh, I mean, a, a lot of it, it, it's an unfamiliar taste. And, and, and again, I mean, I can, when we get to Lafroig and, and again, some of you just, I guess maybe hairless of, men too. <laughs> well, it's, uh, I um, just lost my last friend. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're really, uh, okay. <laughs> but it's, uh, like I said, it's, uh, it, it's, some of it's an acquired taste. Some of it isn't. I mean, I've I've opened Lafroig, very heavily peated whiskeys for people who've never had malts before, who've loved it. That's not the usual reaction. Uh, most, and again, the same thing with rice. Some some people really like them at first. I I, I didn't start drinking. I, I started with single malts, and I kind of moved to the to the American whiskeys. Uh, but I like peat. Um, I in fact, I think um, I think uh, a lot of times. Well, there's 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 good whiskeys that 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 don't have peat too, but I I, I like peat, so it's um it, you know it's it is it is what it is. But anyway, we're gonna I'm gonna still talk about that hoarder house. That you know, again, this is something that was uh, mentioned. Uh, it was written up in several blogs on Bigger Pockets. I'm not gonna mention. I mean, Jeremy will probably have links to them in the in the, in the notes where I, where I, I wrote up some of these. Um, there's a lot of a lot of facets of the way I do business um, were involved in this um, deal, but we we went to some of it um, uh, the, the the initial parts of it. One part that I didn't say is that I paid 140 grand for for this house. Um, more than forty thousand dollars of that was an assignment fee. This came from a wholesaler. Um, I was happy to pay that. Um, and I, I, I gotta tell you, um, when I first saw that, I swallowed a little hard. Um, I'd never paid a, a, a fee like that before, but then I thought about it. And of course, I mean, I, I, I told you some of the problems, the, the biggest, the biggest factor of it was the fact that I missed the school district. And so did, so did Ron. Ron didn't know. Um, I mean, it was, it was, it was, it, it, it was an, an innocent mistake on his part. I figured it was probably about a $20,000 mistake. Um, um, people, the, the other people involved in it didn't think so. 
I, I still believe it was a 20 grand mistake. And it, it, it actually folded into part of the reason why I disposed of it. But still, even with that mistake, I was, I was thinking 140 grand. I, I said when we walked this thing, we thought it was going to take about 100 grand to, to, to do it. We thought we could do it in, in, in probably three months if we pushed our asses for it. And that was our, our plan. We bought it October 28th, and we were planning on having this on the market the, the end of February. Um, it's a se- seasonal thing. Um, uh, the, the seasons are important in Michigan. Um, snow happens. Um, you can put a roof on in the snow. It's harder. <laughs> and more expensive, too, yeah. usually. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, and, 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 but there was exterior sheathing. Um, you got to heat it. Um, we, we, wanted it we wanted it quick. Uh, we, um, and, and, again, it was a big house. It, it, holding costs are a lot higher on a big house. The taxes, even though they weren't terrible, it was owned for a long time, so taxes hadn't been stepped up yet. In, Mich- in Michigan, uh, taxes are capped when they're, when they're held for a long time to the rate in- of inflation. But still, this was a 3,600-square-foot house. The taxes are rolling all the time. The government never says, oh, <laughs> you don't have to pay all the tax. They always take the taxes. The, the utility companies always get paid. Yeah. Um, the water bill always has to be paid. Man, um, time kills you. And especially since, again, we, we thought we're looking all in. We're going to be 140, 250 in. Now, that's 250 of real money that we had tied up into it. And we're thinking, you know, maybe we put, come to market at 300, three, three and a quarter if we get lucky. That's not a huge spread. And 50 grand sounds like a lot, but when you, 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 you pay fees and you pay the, the expenses on it, it's not a huge spread. Um, that 20 grand uh, for the school district made a difference, but it wasn't enough for me to say I'm out of this deal. When I saw, but when I, I saw that, so again, when I, when I see this assignment fee, I'm going, well, shit, is this worth it? It was only for a moment because it's wrong thinking, guys. <laughs> I had identified that this was a deal that was worth doing to me, for, for me. What the hell difference does it make what I'm paying, what, what the wholesaler is getting? It, I, I thought I was going to make money for it. I could have been a real, I could have held my ground and not paid it, and somebody else would have bought the damn thing. That's right. You know, what, 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 what how do, then, then, then that thin 50 grand goes to somebody else. How do you win with that? I mean, it's, it's just wrong thinking. You count the other guy's money, and you end up, first off, um, you, you're not going to be offered very many deals for any, anymore, whether you buy it or not. It's a stupid thing to complain about. So I, I said nothing about it until later. And later on, it ended up being um, um, a way of really getting to know the wholesaler. And you know, I look at relationships, guys. Not only uh, – it, it happened to be um, – he actually remarked on the fact that I didn't remark <laughs> on it because it happened to be the biggest wholesaling uh, 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 assignment fee he'd ever put on. And he said, God, that was great that you didn't say anything. I said, well, I got to be honest with you. <laughs> I did notice it. It, 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 it I, I, I most certainly noticed it. I talked about it with my, with my rehabbers. Um, they noticed it. And, of course, they, they, they started doing the same thing. And I had to say, stop. <laughs> it, is this a good deal at this price? And, yeah. It doesn't make any difference what the other guy made. It's a good deal for us. Move forward. Um, it, it, it's, it's crazy. And, and, of course, because of it now, I have a great relationship with that wholesaler. And this is a guy who didn't think I had done any deals with him. I'd done, I'd done a couple that I had funded. Uh, but, but he didn't know that until, until I pointed out we understand each other. We, you, you, do, you do a couple deals with people, and you perform, and you 
and you help them and you and rejo- rejoice in, in in their in their success and help them succeed it changes the game guys i mean it's your you can compete you go out there and compete and get every little little penny but you're going to be battling for pennies i don't i i get very nice deals presented to me cuz again you never know exactly your impression on other people i got people calling me that don't have to call me i got to believe it's got to do have something to do with the way that i handle them i treat them as partners and i look at them as partners so so anyway so so we got that deal i talked about multiple exit strategies there were actually three of them that I, that i had identified and i before I buy something, I always think about what. I'm, first off, what what are you going to do with it? Um, who are you going to sell it to? Uh, if you're going to sell it, are you going to keep it? Who's your target market? If you're going to keep it, important stuff when you're buying. Really important stuff when you're when you're pitching your deal to an investor. If you can't explain to an investor pretty quickly what you want the money for, how long it's going to take, what you're going to do with it, and what and how you're going to exit. You're, you don't understand your deal. You do that and you say, you know, and if, if something doesn't work, cause hey, we're, we're, we're going into winter. Anything can change. It could be a particularly hard winter. It could be interest rates could go up. We could have a, a, a new president, which affects some, affects people amazingly, affects psychology. I don't know why. It really doesn't make any difference to, to most of our lives, but people get all tied up around it. Around this, around election time, things don't move. People are so, um, um, tied up in, in the damn election. <laughs> It's not going to make for, for most people. It's not going to make an uh, iota of difference in their lives. Arguing which moron's going to ruin the economy first? Yeah, and and and, and when and say, um, but things happen. I mean, I, I remember. Um, we'll probably. I don't know if we talked about that uh, that house. I might have mentioned it, but I I bought a house uh, from people who um, were who who put it on the market um, in in, in um, August of um, uh, two thousand one. The next month, there was a there were there, there were some candles lit in New York City. Market fell apart. Those people were screwed. There stuff happens, and and you never know. Um, just because you're in the market, there's always a risk when you've got the money in. You don't know what the market's going to be. But from in Michigan, from the winter to the spring, can be comp- very different markets. Things they they change a lot. We knew that if we were going to make this house work, it had to be fast. We wanted to be. End of February, so we had the first surge of spring, and we would have been—I think we would have been okay—but there were risks, and, and of course, we, we, I, t- I talked about some of them. The, the addition, not appraising, but the, the strategies that I thought uh, I, I, I identified. One of them, one of them was, was a flip to a, uh, to a rehabber, and the reason that that was um, a, a real possibility in this deal is, I say, I, I caught this going to a rea meeting two hours after the guy inked this thing. There were sixty people that I that 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 knew about this deal. That's it. Um, it was never listed anywhere. It was never put on any uh, uh, email blast. Almost nobody knew about it. To me, that 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 meant that there was a possibility that if I wanted to, I could turn the deal to somebody else. Um, if 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 I got in trouble or if I if I didn't think it was going to work, so it was another incentive to go for it. I didn't think it was very likely to do that. Um, the other the other option was to do the full rehab and, and come to market. There was another option that I actually thought, well, it was more complicated, and I kind of liked it because it was a little more complicated. But uh, but I actually thought it, it could have been the best option. Um, and to me, I, I called it kind of a hotel. 
And to me, what we're going to say, this is a, a house that, that was loaded with crap. We estimated 13 dumpsters full. Uh, we ended, and, and ended up pulling three dumpsters out. It, you could hardly tell. I mean, I mean, really, a couple rooms were a little clearer, but it, there was a lot of crap. Didn't even put a dent in it. Uh, and, and, and it. And it actually smelled a lot less like cat piss. We had two ozonators going for about a month, and it smelled a hell of a lot better. It was, it was just terrible at that point instead of just knocking you on your ass because – I mean, 10 cats pissing and crapping and dying in the house uh, along with uh, who knows how many mouse friends. Um, this house did not smell good. <laughs> you know, so, and and we, we cut it a lot, but, but it was, it was um, so, you know, but, but, but it was still bad. My, my, my idea for the hotel was that if we could take this thing and get all the crap out of it, which was going to cost some money, because again, thirteen, um, uh, you know, thirteen dumpsters full takes some time and effort to get rid of and and and, and expense. If we could kill the smell, and then, um, um, put it on the market as a a fixer upper kind of thing, because the cool thing. With this house, again, it, um, it was four bedrooms, three and a half baths, but it had this big 850-square-foot uh, room. It could have easily been a master suite uh, with, 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 with another bath. Uh, it was on the first floor. could have been two bedrooms. If, somebody, if, if a family had needed six, five or six bedrooms, those things are not easy to find. This house could have been that. It could have been, it could have been a master suite and another bedroom. Um, it, could have been, it could have been a library. It could have been, it could have been made into so many different things. They say, you know, if we can just make this appealing, cut the smell and show it and maybe rip some of the, some of the bad stuff and show the possibilities, this could be really cool if we catch the right buyer. And, of course, I, you know, the plan would have been I wouldn't market it very long, but if we catch that person with six kids that says, well, where the hell are we going to put them? Um, and they want to be in West Bloomfield, there aren't that many choices under a million dollars. Um, I mean, you can find them, but um, but but you know, some of those houses are going to be in the more expensive neighborhoods. This this house, at at um, even coming in at um um in the high two hundreds, would have been a steal for somebody to come in, put a hundred grand, put their own finishes on it, and do it. They could have built the house that they were looking for for a lot less anywhere else. And I thought it was a phenomenal idea. Had a couple problems. <laughs> you know, sometimes sometimes great ideas don't aren't, aren't practical. One is the fact that I underestimated how how hard it was to get this out, <laughs> and we started ripping carpets, and it was better, um, but it was still there. Um, I think in order to kill it, uh, in, in order, we, I have no doubt that we could have we 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 could have gotten rid of the smell. We would have had to seal floors, um, and and we were planning on doing that anyways. Probably um, uh, sand down some areas that were bad, put, kill put kills on them and everything. That wouldn't have been practical without uh, demoing the kitchen, demoing the bathroom, and the reason I w- and, and we could have done that. That that was a, an option of demoing it, but you change the deal once you pull the sinks out, um, and um, and you demo bathrooms if they're not functional. Less people are interested. Well, yeah. and how how are they going to buy it? Yeah. How how if if they're going for bank financing, they're not going to get it if it's not a functional house. Is there no checkbox for cat piss smell on bank financing? Um. I don't know, yeah. <laughs> but, it's, uh, but but I say, but, but once but once you pull a kitchen out and a bathroom, now it's now 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 you're looking at a at a a two hundred three k loan because it's not functional. You're taking a very small uh, buyer base and making it worse. And the other factor that 
the more I thought about this, most of those people, most of those families are going to come in with realtor, uh, realtors. Um, and the more I thought about it, I couldn't imagine more than one or two realtors that I know, uh, well, maybe a, a few more than that. Most realtors coming into that deal would have killed it. They would not have had, had any idea what they were looking at, what they could have do with it. They would not have helped, and these buyers probably would have been uh, represented for us to reach them. So we're thinking that's not a great deal. Uh, that, 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 that's not a good idea. Um, and um, um, so that, that one coming. I, I think we, um, the, 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 for, the, for, the, for the amount of money we would have gotten for the, and, and the time, it probably was our best, our best financial option. However, um, um, I say we, we, we bought in October 28th. Turns out that it was a, it was a remarkably uh, – 2015 was a remarkably – Mild winter, but I didn't know that. I said, you know, we got this other option out there. It hasn't been blasted anywhere, and um, so I, um, I said, what, what if what, what if we send it out there? Well, I bought it from a wholesaler, so I talked to the wholesaler, I said, and, and 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 this is Ron Rawraven, and and he's phenomenal. I mean, he's he's not quite as good as Jeremy, but he gets better houses. Yeah. You know? <laughs> He's better than me, yeah. <laughs> but uh, he's a uh, Ron, Ron's seen just about everything, and I and, and so I, I contacted him. I said, "Ron, here's my idea. Uh, it's never been out there before, right? Uh, right? Um, um, would you consider putting it out to your list?" And of course, the, the the answer is, "Well, what what price?" Because I can't ask Ron to put out a grossly overpriced uh, listing on, to his list. Well, I could, but he's going to tell me no <laughs> because that's not what he does. And that, 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 that reflects on his, um, on his um, um, strategy and his buyer's list. He can't put out crap. Otherwise, if, if he starts doing that, people are going to start not looking at his stuff. So he doesn't. He, he buys really well. He puts them out um, actually usually on with very small markups. He, he, he offers very good deals and he sells them quickly. So we talked about it and um, I said, well, what, what price would, would, would make sense to you? And, and then we kicked down a, a couple of numbers because it was, and we came up with, um, um, we, we, we came up with 175. I bought at 140. I had now invested about $3,000 into this house. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, you, you know, taxes and 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 three dumpsters worth, and we paid and we paid um, some guys to to do this. And Andy Nemecki, uh, uh, the, the, the one of the partners, actually, he 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 he's he's he he actually likes the, the the down and dirty stuff. I think he makes it part of his workout. But he he's a phenomenal worker. I mean, he actually uh, uh, did, did did some of the hauling of the stuff himself. Hey, you got to pay the guy for it. I, I've got to pay my, um, you know, I've got my partners that were going to be my rehab partners that, that 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 are in this. And I would not have bought this house had they not been there. Because by this time, I um, I had most of my rental properties were under management. I don't have as many contacts in the trades anymore. One of the reasons I bought this that it works is I've got the relationship with the rehabbers. And the first guys I po- po- uh, I, po- I posed the two of them, I said, "Are you interested?" And they said, "Yes." Without them saying yes. I may have still bought this, but I'm not as sure. I, I may not have. I, I, I may have waited a few days, and that may have been too long. Because they were there, and I knew they were there. They, they, they were going to back me up. Um, we're going to do this. They, the, they were going to get paid. Part, part of the deal was that they, they were going to bring some of their funds to it. Um, um, uh, I didn't really need it, uh, but well, I, I actually might have because I, I might have had – I think I had a lot of 
I might have had like five projects going at that time. So toward the end of the project, I might have needed some of their funds if, if, if other stuff didn't come back. But they had it. They, they had funds available. So they were going to they were they were basically going to be, gonna be doing uh, a lot of the rehab using their own funds. And for and, and part of that, the deal was going to be that they were going to get a um, um, they, they certainly were going to get reimbursed for that. Um, but instead of having them mark it up, I was going to give them a, a fee to mark the, uh, to manage the project, which was going to be ten grand. This was going to be a fairly major project. So we 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 come up with this. Um, um, you know, I'm, I'm talking to Ron about the 175. And I go, well, is that going to make sense? Would, would we do that? Um, okay, it was a, it was a, I think it was a little lower um, than I uh, wanted, maybe five grand or so. Um, we thought it might have flown a little bit high, but again, I don't. I didn't want Ron to damage his reputation, and I and, and the other and and I gave him a caveat. Um, he had two days. He had two days only. To blast it out to his list, and then we were gonna we we we, we were we were gonna start ripping everything. Um, and once we did that, we, we were all in. But I said, let's let's try this. Um, so we, we put it out there, and again, Ron had just taken his biggest um, a, um, assignment fee ever. He he was gonna get paid for listing this. He he was getting a commission for it. I don't ask people to work for nothing. I I wouldn't expect that. He worked. He was it was very reasonable. So not only and and so so anyway. So he takes this thing. He blasts it out to his list. I think within three hours he had two two interested people because again, hundred seventy five grand um, in West Bloomfield, a very affluent school district, uh, city and school district, thirty six hundred square feet. We're still talking under fifty dollars a square foot. Those don't come up very often, whether they smell like cat piss or not. They just don't come up very often. Um, you know, you're, you're looking at, at a city where at, at the time. $100 a square foot was easy, maybe $120 a square feet on, on resale. To, you certainly couldn't touch building it for that. Um, but it was, it, was, it was still a screaming deal for people who knew. Well, clearly, it was still a screaming deal. He blasted out, and um, within three hours, he, I, think, he, I think he told me he had, he had uh, three responses. One of them was garbage because you know, some, some of the responses you have to throw out. You know? <laughs> More than more than most people realize too, when it really gets down to it. <laughs> <laughs> but but two of these guys were experienced rehabbers. Uh, one of them, uh, uh, Ron may have known both of them. I mean, I would think. Correct me if I'm wrong. Most of the time, when you put a, when you put something on your wholesaling list, you probably got a pretty damn good idea who's going to call, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I actually I call if I I call them first. Okay, well yeah, yeah. and then I throw it out there. Yeah. Yeah, but even when you just throw it out there, you probably still have a damn good idea who's going to call. Yeah, it's a short list. Yeah. And, yeah, and and it's probably some of those guys that probably said no when you called them when they see it in the email say, well. Maybe I'll take it. Maybe I mean, how, how often does that happen? They, they look at it. And say, you know, I think I will do that one because once now, now, now it's a competition si- situation. It's like, well, shit. Yeah, I'll take this one because I got nothing else. I mean, if you're a rehab, see, rehabbing is a great thing, but rehabbing is a job. You, you run, can't stop either. You, 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 when you run out of when you run out of house flesh, you're done. Um, it's it, it's 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 kind of investing, but kind of not. It's a job. You lose your crews, you're just toast, and you're starting yes. back over again. So sometimes, yeah. something sometimes, you know, if there's nothing else out that you take it because you gotta you gotta have something so i anyway so 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 ron knew um i think he knew two of the guys that responded and um um and we we, we get the deal um i i, I um uh, we, we we tie it up and again it's 175 um um there were there were issues with um 
how how are we doing on time? Do we have time to go into the into the into the deal and how 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 we, we structure the sale? Is we we getting toward the end of this? So we are at. Forty-three minutes. You know, maybe we should we should uh, make one more segment on this because the way the way we actually went to sale was kind of odd too. Um, and again, I part of it is because I I like doing stuff I haven't done. Um, but it was it, it, there, there's a, there's kind of a story there. But anyway, so so here we're locked up at one seventy-five, and um, and there was you know when 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 I when I when I talked to to, to my rehabbers, we were going, you know, it's like what we. we they were on board, but they weren't completely on board because then you start thinking, well, you know, we would have made more on the other thing. Um, um, but it says, well, guys, how much do, uh, do, do, do you think would be fair for, um, uh, for, for to, to pay you for this? Cause, I mean, you had to say, I wouldn't have done this deal unless you were involved. And of course, what I think what they threw out, and I, I don't remember the conversation exactly. Said, "Well, we were going to get ten grand to manage uh, the, the, the the project, and before they could say what their number was, I said, what if I pay you ten grand?' I don't think I'm sure if I would have come out with a no, lower number, they would have said yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm I'm not positive, but I'm pretty sure. I th- I I I think I surprised them, but but um, but they said, look, it's ten grand. I wouldn't have done this deal." Turns out, I ended up. Um, they got their ten grand minus the cost. Um, there, there, there were closing costs, but the closing costs weren't very much. And when we talk about how I sold this house, you'll you'll see why. I, um, I, I um, shafted the tax man, but oh well. It was, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was it was partly intentional, but it was not the way I. It, it, it it was just the way we structured the deal, and and again, we'll uh, I, I, maybe we'll do another segment and we'll, and we'll talk about that because that's hey, you know, when when you can um, sell a house without closing costs, um, that's kind of kind of fun. <laughs> um, but again, and then that, that actually, I, I put a blog on that on uh, on bigger pockets how to how to sell a house without closing costs. You got to be careful with this one, and when I talk about it, I'll I'll tell you why because you don't want to make a business model out of it you'll put a target on your back but once in a while it, i can tell you it works and I've, yeah. I've done it a couple times but it's uh so anyways we, we did that and and we settled the 10 grand and said, well and be, i say before they even said it i did not want to deal with i, I didn't want to haggle with these guys you know these are guys that i've done multiple deals with maybe maybe eight we got one right now that's that, that, that just came to market it was a hoarder house <laughs> But uh, not quite as bad as this one. But I'll tell you, man. The the more I hear the stories about that hoarder house and and the cost overruns that came in, it, exiting was the right answer. But uh, but 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 they 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 got their ten grand. Um, I think I um probably put around seventeen eighteen grand in my pocket on this one. We sold that house on on December sixteenth. I bought it on ten twenty eight. Sold it on twelve sixteen. Um, I made it. I put eighteen grand in my pocket. My rehabbers put ten grand in their pocket. That's a good deal. Hell yeah! <laughs> the, the 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 wholesaler split a forty thousand dollar assignment fee with 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 the deal finder. I don't know the, uh, the, how their split was. Plus, he got a small commission for listing it again. We were happy, guys. Um, now, and, and part of and part of the reason. And 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 you know, uh, one, uh, another reason why I thought that that flip was going to look look good is because one of the other parts of this deal is when you look at the original HUD. Uh, the, this, this was back when they had HUD. Um, the the sales price for this house when I bought it was ninety thousand dollars. That's how it was listed. 
Um, and that's how, that's how it was recorded because the, the assignment fee was a separate line and, and it came in later. So on, on, on what, what the person that I, that, 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 that bought it from me now, um, unfortunately it's, it's been a year. He hasn't completed it yet. So it's not as much of an issue, but we were looking at this coming to market right away, um, you know, at, at 300. And that ninety grand listing would have been there. That could have we could have gotten some pushback on that. Um, now and, and now the way we look at the public records, there's a there's a ninety thousand dollar sale in October. There's a hundred seventy five thousand dollar sale in December, and who knows when when this comes to market again? It, it's going to be you know that's the kind of stuff that I don't know that. You know, investors would see it. I'm not so sure uh, every every civilian would see it or every realtor. But you can get questions that that make a sale more difficult. So, anyways, let's let's let, let's talk about um, the, the 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 way I sold this uh, later. And but I say it, it wasn't a home run, um, but it wasn't bad. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll um, and when you figure in the fact that I was in this deal for a month and a half. Ron, bring me three or four of them a, a year. I'll be happy to pay you a hundred grand. <laughs> Some people work all year for eighteen thousand dollars. Yeah, that's that's the part that just amazes to me. It's like <laughs> that's literally someone's entire year. You know, especially if you start looking at net. Holy shit! There's literally millions of Americans when you start looking at the net number. Yeah, it, it, I mean, come on. Yeah, it's and and it really was a fun. And, and not only that, I solidified my relationship with the rehabber because I didn't beat him up. You know, again, I could have knocked down two grand easy, but then what am I going to do? I'm, 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 I'm taking a great deal that I'm doing well with, and I'm, I'm, I'm throwing some bad feelings into it. That's just stupid. These guys, these guys pay me a ridiculous amount of interest on the money I lend them, and and they and they think they're getting a good deal. Um, I hope they're not listening, <laughs> but it's a. Uh, I don't want to screw that up. Yeah, no. You know, that, that's stupid. You they know? do listen, too, by the way. They do listen. But I think oh, they'll really? appreciate it. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> they'll appreciate it. I think they'll appreciate it. Yeah. But it's, let's say it was a good deal for them. Um, it, it made it worth their time. And frankly, had I not had the relationship with them or another rehabber, I'm not sure I buy the deal at all. Or And then when it goes to the list, when, when if, 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 if this deal went to the um, originally went to, uh, to Ron's list, I probably would have been interested, but at that point, again, we had two guys, three guys responded in in three hours to one seventy five. I suspect more than that would have responded when he put it out there at one forty. The odds of me getting the deal are slim to none. You wouldn't have got the deal; would have been bid up probably somewhere around one seventy five, right? I don't know, yeah. uh, but 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 the, but the odds of me getting it are slim because I don't. I very rarely make a second offer when I put an offer in. Um, it's just it's just. You know, I I got some quirks. That's one of my quirks. You know, when I uh, um my 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 first offer is usually highest and best and you know, I, again, you, nobody knows exactly uh um what the reputation is, but if that if if people dealing with me think that they're not going to get anything else on the on the second deal, I'm okay with that uh, with that impression, and that's usually what it is. Uh, Ray probably wouldn't have bid it up. Neither one of we both so neither one of us had had it gone up, we would have bowed out. We would not have gotten the deal. Would we been fine? Yeah, we'd be fine. But um, it, you know, I say it was it was December sixteenth and all. I'm pretty sure that uh, that that Ray and Andy got me uh, a, a couple bottles of whiskey, which was well appreciated. Um, um, and um, it was a it was just a good deal. We learned a ton. And again, the more I learn afterwards, the more I I I I'm I'm certain that we made the right 
the, the right decision. And again, the other part of it is fast money just beats the hell out of slow money. Oh, yeah. Really. <laughs> so much risk in rehabbing. That's why I like my rehabbers to make money. I absolutely. That's why I negotiate. I, I turn down deals that are presented to me when the rehabbers aren't making enough, and people. Yeah. And it's, well, why? Because I want them to do well. I want them to have a long relationship. I don't want. I I really don't want to be in a position where they where, where they've made a mistake that costs them money, and they end up writing me an interest check that's more than they make. I don't want the hard feelings. I want them to make money. Um, and, and I want to make it easy for them to make money so that they call me again to help them make the money. It, it's, it's just, it's, the relationship is so much more important than the deal. And, and again, the, the, the deal is primary. Without the deal, nothing happens. And again, all you guys out there who think it's money, you're wrong. You're the money wrong, is not, man. it's the deal. You get a great deal, you'll find it's not hard to finance it. But if you keep that relationship, it is so much easier. And then again, as Jeremy says, that he 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 makes a couple phone calls before he puts it on his list. Um, he doesn't always call me, but we're working on that. <laughs> but it's, uh, but it's, I don't think, <laughs> now I know, now I know. But you're not interested in most of my stuff. No, so. I'm, no, no. Most most of them, I'm not interested. Yeah, yeah. But but and he knows that. Yeah. But but I'm on a couple lists where people call me. They know what I buy. They know what I'm likely to do. And 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 the beauty of it is when I say yes. That's usually it. Sometimes I never sign a piece of paper that's, until closing. That's why we call you. We love that. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. For wholesalers, I, there is nothing. It's just like a little wholesaler tip right here. Man, your money's when you get the contract. You start spending a lot of time trying to sell it, especially you drive out to it three or four times. Your hourly wage can drop like really fast. And then it's a hassle. And then the worst part is, is you're not prospecting. And in the wholesale world, if you're not prospecting, you're not getting a contract. So it makes a lot of sense to go to somebody reliable, even if we can get more money from someone else. One, done. We know, And then we don't have to worry about it either. It's done. Yeah, there's you know, no worry. As, as long as you can produce uh, clear title, which sometimes is a challenge. Not, not always, but sometimes shit happens. Oh, yeah, I'm working on a couple <laughs> right now. Fuck. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, and, and frankly, again, I that's an important thing to me. I mean, when I... Um, you, 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 you that, that's interesting because they say nobody really knows how they're perceived. To me, I hope they, they think that when, when I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it unless there's something that comes up that was just, I mean, this was a $20,000 misstatement of fact, as far as I'm concerned. And I still closed on it and I still, we still only made 30 grand. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it would hey, that doesn't suck too bad, right? No, no. I mean, you know, it's um, you know, I'll I'll take that all day long. And it, and it wasn't intentional. And I know it wasn't intentional. It was just I didn't know. Um it, we we just missed it. But again, when you run when I ran the numbers again, it it still made a hell of a lot of sense and frankly, I I'm always going to think it made a hell of a lot of sense. It, it was I could have easily killed that deal for that misstatement. It was a serious misstatement. So I think the people who are <laughs> counting the beans, they're looking on a timeline so short they can't see past their nose, right? When you when you start looking at decades, what is a few grand? I mean, it's, nothing. it's, it's really it's absolutely nothing. yeah. You're like, uh, oh, if you divide that up by day, you're well, like you're talking about less well, than a Starbucks. And, and, and the funny thing is that since you know, again, we, um, uh, I, I bet we've done in the in the last year maybe three more deals that I've done with the with with with, with, with the Nemekis. They pay me a hell of a lot more than that in interest. <laughs> I mean, it, it's dumb. It, it, it would be. 
it would have been absolutely stupid to haggle with it. And, I, and I've had deals where people have done that with me, uh, and it's fine. I mean, you know, if, if they're right, they're right. I'll pay it. But I'm not as likely to do the, – the, the next time I have a deal, it's not going to kill the deal, but they move down a couple notches. And these good, these good deals – I mean, we talked about a, a little while ago – I'm not sure – I'm running, uh, losing track already. We've only, we're not even past the, the fingers <laughs> on my hand, and I'm, I'm losing track of. I have notes on but, all but, of but, it. But so. we talk about that Elwood deal. That Elwood deal, there were no assholes involved. They did no, not. They did not get invited. Yeah. And and everybody said yes right away. Now, we didn't have to. Nobody was under any obligation. But I would hope that those people would all reach out on a similar deal again. And you guys that are waiting for the email, you're not getting it until no. until you move up a bit. <laughs> you know? so. That's that's how you end up at the tippy top, folks. <laughs> if you close on things, you start doing what you say you're going to do quickly. Man, your capital, like you get the better deals, you you get the discount. You especially if you buy multiple. Oh man, yeah, that's you're you're our best friend. <laughs> like, it's easy, it's simple, and there's nothing worse than worrying about whether a deal is going to close or not. And yeah, just not worth it, man. We love you, man. That's that's why <laughs> that's why we come to you. And then you know, and then you're right. They're like, "How do I get deals?" Well, you got to do deals. Yeah, yeah, and and yeah, man. Again, I I I appreciate wholesalers. They make I could I could do what Jeremy does, and I'm I'm smarter than him. I've got more money than him. I could do it. It's too much damn work. He's he's better. He he he's good at it. He um um. He he works hard at it. I don't want to work as hard as he does. I'm 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 quite happy having him bring me the deals. Yeah, they don't put that they don't put that uh, part in the ninety second infomercial. Just how fucking hard you have to work to do it. You know, I'm I'm ha- I'm happy to pay him when he brings me a deal because yeah. I'm yeah he's getting he, I'm paying him for his time, his effort, his resources, and I'm getting a piece of a deal. I put money into it. He put time into it. It's a trade. At some point. He'll be at a point, I, I suspect, where he'll have other people that are putting the time into it. Right now, if, you know, the, the, the time, I've, I've got a hundred bottles of whiskey, guys. I, I can't drink, <laughs> I can't drink, I need the damn time to drink these things. I can't do that if I'm out there banging the phones like he does. Yeah, no. I don't, you know, I'm more than happy to pay him to do that. I'm on the phones at least 20 hours a week. <laughs> at least. It's crazy. But if you, but if you're not doing it, you're not getting the deals. Right now, especially the last couple of months, I've had to worry. It's crazy how much harder as competitive is out there. Yep. Sometimes, boy, you're, there's three or four people on one house. It's a good market. It is. It, it, yeah. pe- 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 people think strong markets are, are easy. So you get all these people who don't no. know what they're doing. They'll, I they'll, fucking hate it. They'll, 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 they'll wash out in the next downtown. Give me there. a shitty market. I'm waiting for another 2007, 2008. Well, I'm going to be ready. We're, we're going to get another dip in, in, in all these, uh, all these new, uh, all these people with the shiny business cards that say wholesalers on them will not be there anymore. <laughs> It'll be time to gobble up more market share. Yeah. So, so is, is is this a segment? Are we done? Yeah, I say we're done. All right, folks. So, um, first of all, if you like and enjoy this podcast, here's what I need you to do. I need you to go on iTunes and rate and review and say, "Hey, I love story time with Jeff. Do more of that." Then, when you see this come across the Damn the Recession Facebook page or the Renegade Detroit Investor page, share from there. Share all across social media if we can see it. If you have any questions, comment on it. Um, also go check out Jeff Rabinowitz, legalshield.com forward slash hub forward slash J Rabinowitz. So I'll be in the show notes, folks, facebook.com forward slash damn the recession. Go to biggerpockets.com and Google Jeff's or look up, search Jeff's, uh, 
blog, Confessions of a Private Lender. And you can always email them, realestate at farmerjeff.com, P-H-A-R-M-E-R-Jeff.com, all in the show notes, folks. And again, I do want to thank you. I know you guys could be doing lots of other things right now. I really appreciate your attention. And until the next podcast, peace.